Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to a special road trip edition of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm Bill T. I got George T. here with me in the truck and Jason Dunkel. What's up, guys? What up? Buenos dias. So we're on we're on the way right now to Sacramento for Sacramento Bugarama, uh, and we've spent a couple days getting prepped for this trip to come up here. Had some follies and whatnot, so I figured we'd give you guys a play-by-play on what it took to get us here and just give you some uh some updates on how the trip's been going so far so uh who wants to kick this off well first i'd like to give a special shout out to sean fincher oh <laughs> yeah so so last night we're we're kicking it in front of, we're not kicking it from the house we're trying to get my three car hauler loaded and i traded my four car hauler for a three car long story short the bus track is too narrow for the for the ramp style that's on this trailer so as we're sitting there we figure this out we switch trailers and we're out in front of my house and george's i've got to move george's bus and i live at the end of a cul-de-sac at the end of a cul-de-sac and I, a real secluded neighborhood and no street lights and uh as i pull to the end of the block to flip a u-turn there's a guy standing there with black hair and his chin to his chest, kind of looking upward. A little rocking back and forth. Yeah, rocking back and forth in place. And, in slippers. Uh, very horror movie-esque. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's 1130 at night right now. It's, oh, not, yeah. it's not 9 o'clock at night. It's full sketch, it's full sketch balls. Yeah, I don't full even, moon. <laughs> I, I don't even see the guy until I'm making a U-turn out in the street in front of my cul-de-sac. And then I kind of see this dude, and I'm slightly startled. And I'm like, whoa, did you guys see this dude? Like, he's got black socks pulled all the way up to his knees. He's wearing, like long basketball shorts and he's got like a, a t-shirt on and he, the way he's just standing there is kind of like uh reminds me of the cover of that uh the ring the horror movie yeah and um so anyway i, I loop back and i'm like hey guys did you see that you see that guy at the end of the cul-de-sac like in the middle of the street over there like guys literally standing in the middle of the street and uh <laughs> oh, then he starts slowly approaching us yeah then he starts like and it's a real slow like walking dead yeah just a real slow walk and he's real unanimated how he's moving and he's still pausing and rocking by the way yeah so he's taking a couple steps he'll pause and rock back and forth and so we're you know it's vegas like crazy things have happened we've seen all kinds of stuff on the streets but now this is out in front of my house right so i'm just kind of like yeah, that's a little weird and then george is like well, let's walk up to him. Let's not let him walk all the way over here. Let's go see what's going on. So, so we we approach the gentleman. Hey, you okay, bud? And we quickly realize the gentleman is uh, learning disabled. There's something going on with him. You know. Yeah, he's men- mentally handicapped kid, and uh, he he said uh, he and it, so you know it's, it's kind of weird looking like you're looking at this guy and you're thinking like I don't know is this guy on, is this guy on something or what's going on? But then. As we start to talk to him, we realize he's he, there's a definitely group, on the spectrum. Definitely. Yeah, there's a group home in my neighborhood somewhere. Well, it's about a mile away. Uh, once we found out everything, but uh, so we're talking to him, and he's he's uh, 39 years old, is what I gathered. Um, I would probably say, what would you say his his maturity level was? Oh, I, I'd like say out of like a third grader, I'd say maybe yeah, seven, like seven, eight, seven or eight year old. Yeah. yeah. He knew phone numbers. Yeah, so he knew his mom and dad's phone number, and then I reached out to both of them, called both of them. Neither one of them did anything. And then I text both of them, got nothing. And so I, I there's a friend in my neighborhood that's a police officer, so I text him. I said, hey, it's kind of weird. There's a dude in front of my house that seems like 
he like he's mentally handicapped and and this guy's over here and they, they said oh well, there's two houses like that in our neighborhood and uh so i tell my son hey go get the wife's car let's get let's give him a ride and i'm like hey bud you doing okay and he's like i'm thirsty i want a diet coke <laughs> so yeah, very said, specific <laughs> yeah diet coke i said go get the man a diet coke and then uh george ran over and or uh sure. andrew my, my boy ran over and got that and then grabbed the wife's car and then like good friends uh George and Dunkel just were like, all right, you got this handle. <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> so, hey, man, it was approaching midnight. Yeah, it was It was late. And we were, our plan was to leave at 530 this morning. The best laid plans of mice and men. Correct. Yeah. So we end up uh, not leaving at 530. But a long story short, I found the guy. I found the house he was in, dropped him off. The people, when I knocked on the door at uh, midnight, were a little surprised why I was there. And then... I said, are you guys looking for Sean over here? And they were like, uh, how do you have Sean? They said, all the doors are alarmed. I said, well, probably except for the one he left through. So uh, they were a little bit surprised. I remember the, the funniest part is one guy comes out and he's like in shock. The one lady's in shock. Like, how do I got this guy that's supposed to be in their house outside? And the one guy just looks at, looks like dead straight and just says, I'll go fill out a report. <laughs> so clearly... Somebody got it handed to him last night, I'm sure. But uh, that, so that's the way we ended last night. And instead of bringing three cars up to the show, we, we, we were bringing two cars only because I, the, the other trailer wouldn't work. So maybe that was a bad trade. And maybe I got to fab my other trailer when we get back. So uh, how's this morning kick off, George? With uh, loading cars and strapping them down. A lot right. of goodness. And we uh, made the executive decision to leave my bus behind. And last yeah. last night we we were unloading my trailer, and I, I have a lot I have a lot next door to my house, and it sits about six feet elevated above the street. There's a slant on it, and then I was bringing the trailer down, so I did a little grading last night with the back of the trailer because the tire was low. Yeah, three out no three out of six flat tires. Yeah, just so, it's fifty fifty you know, shot, and, and all on the same side. And as I'm pulling it down, we're looking at the trailer, and I haven't touched it. So I got this trailer on like a trade. Ram Sham Bone deal. It was, a, it was a little sketchy deal, whatever. I mean, it was a super good deal. What could be sketchy about a 40 foot trailer for $1,000 enclosed with, with no title and the VIN number scraped up? Bro. <laughs> Seems legit. Bro, look, you when you're, well, look, let me teach you something. Let's talk dub listeners. Let me teach you something. When a deal places itself before you, you got to pounce. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. Strike. High. You got to get it. So uh, I haven't touched this trailer since I bought it. I've basically been parking on my lot for the past year. So we grab it. And, so uh, what better way to test it out is a nine-hour road yeah, trip? Whatever, five, six hundred miles. No so we made deal. it about, I think, one hundred and fifty miles. Before. Which is pretty good for uh, you know no for the, prep, for, for for the, the flat standard, yeah, no that, prep road trip. So God bless that we had an actual spare with us. Bill I'm had the foresight to grab a brand new spare that he just purchased for his other trailer that had which air has in the same it. bolt pattern that had air in it. Yeah, it was a new tire with air and yeah. everything. Very unbill like. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'm turning over new leaf. I'm trying to get to three and a half bolt, Billy. So <laughs> maybe you'll make it to four someday. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not let's not let's not shoot too high. So we end up uh, this morning as we get to see the trailer in the daylight. Now I knew she was from the East Coast, and uh, us West Coast guys, like we don't like a little bit of rust in a in a rocker or something like that. Like that turns us off, right? Like you guys on the East Coast would be all over. A car that's got rotted rockers and stuff is just par for the course for you guys. But for us, we get a little skittish about it. So I, when I saw this trailer, there's a little bit of rust on it. I just kind of looked, turned the other way. I thought, like, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, Bill. But this morning, we got a real good look at the uh, condition of this trailer. 
and uh, there's a lot of practice welds on this thing and a lot of I think a lot of people that a lot of things that need to be welded on it better for sure like wheel wells <laughs> yeah just add those and when it's an enclosed trailer that you can see outside of it, even with all the doors closed. You can't see. You got to look down through the wheel wells. That's so you could check your tire tread while you're inside the trailer. Well, we took five large chunks of rust off after the wheel blew. Yeah, so that may have caused the flat as well. So that was uh, that was this morning getting prepped for everything, and then uh, got the trailer loaded. We decided to load all the stuff for the podcast uh, display setup, so we can we kind of get his mics everything set up, and hopefully. On the show, during the show, we'll be able to grab some people that come by to visit, and we'll just kind of uh, chew the fat with them a little bit. But Shoot the breeze. Yeah, so so now we're prepped. We're ready to go. First place we head to, we had to, we got to gas up because I'm on empty on everything, empty on death fluid, empty on diesel. And then... Uh, Sean was still grounded. He couldn't come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sean. We couldn't get Sean. We thought, we if, I, if I'd have known Sean only lived down the street, I'd probably kept him for the whole weekend, and he'd had a heck of a time with us, but... Uh, Maybe if he escapes again, you know, we'll just go. Yeah. We'll just go hang out with Sean. It'll be a fun time. Um, so we head out. Uh, what's the first? What's the first exciting thing that happens? Is I think. Oh, what? Where did we stop? We stopped in Goldfield, Nevada. Yeah, we stopped in Goldfield and actually visited the site of the Bull Run retrieval. I should build. We should make a sign. And just nail it in the ground sure. where that trailer park. Since so many people stop by there, go. Where was the bull run bus this, found? Oh, I where thought was you should, it? We should make a sign and tally how many times you say. You know, bull they run. do have a Goldfield. <laughs> they do have a Goldfield Historic uh, Committee that I saw. They had numbered buildings and their little placards on them. We should reach out to them and let them know, like, hey, there's some history that took place <laughs> right I'm, here. I'm gonna go right here in between these two meth trailers. Are you supposed to stop there, with this yellow light? No, it's yellow. Nah, just blow it. Well, as we're doing this podcast, we're driving. We're currently driving we're on through, the 89 North. We're on the old Pony Express route, uh, going through uh, 88, headed up towards Sacramento, going up through the mountains. So it's uh, it's pretty nice. Looks like it's, we got about 26 miles away from Lake Tahoe. From Tahoe, it's a beautiful mm. area. That's yeah, for sure. Is. So um, we stop in Goldfield, Nevada, and then I just strike up this conversation with the guy across from where I bought the car. Yeah, we got a deal on that. We got a deal on that meth too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's really way below deal. street value. There's a, good, there's a real good deal on it. Uh, one of the other things is, so this trailer, right? This trailer I ended up getting. Somebody was using for commercial transport, and clearly, clearly the guy was not someone that it was just a guy that was paid by the hour. He was not really into maintenance. Um, things started coming loose. He shot some extra screws in it, and uh, we had a piece of corner molding. Of a, of a diamond plate that started coming off when we hit the road and then from all there, fixed now uh, with some strategic use of duct tape yeah it's, yeah, it's holding up pretty well it is so i'm still looking at it it's still there so that started coming off and then um this trailer during the day when we were loading the cars up we thought we swept it out last night but yeah a lot of rust we flakes. found out different when we laid down to strap the cars down that yeah it wasn't clean a lot of rust flakes inside there so um yeah so run through goldfield grab that and matter of fact as we're coming through there we stopped just before to fix the aluminum that's peeling off the side with some race tape and we run into our buddy frank frank yeah, mattis. frank mattis from uh he was the parts manager at finley vw yeah his bug was just featured in last month's uh hot vw's the same issue that scott moses double cab was in he's got the black 61 that's in there so. yeah super clean car he drove all the way from east texas and he catches us in the middle of nowhere 
like, hey guys, what's up? And we're like, holy smokes. He goes, yeah, we've been driving for a couple days from Texas. I'm like, holy smokes, that's commitment to going to Bugarama. Yeah, yeah he, he just pulled over to say hello, too. Like, yeah. he didn't even stop. He just took up. Well, what's funny is he, <laughs> he texted me earlier this week and he said, hey, when you go to Sacramento, are you going to go through uh, Nevada? Are you going to go through California? And at the time when I hit the, hit the map, I was at my office, which is close to I 15, and I hit the map and it said going through uh, 15 to. Uh, up through Bakersfield and all that stuff would be the fastest route. And then I checked it again, and it said going through Nevada would be the fastest route. So this morning, we kind of talked about it. We're knowing we're pulling a trailer, and we don't want to get hassled by uh, CHP. With by Johnny their, Law. Yeah, with their 55 miles an hour trailer. I mean, Come on, California. It's 55 miles for each axle you have. So my math is correct. It's about 170 70 miles an hour. You can pull this trailer. 60. So, speed-rated tires, <clears throat> but one of them. Yeah, so we decided to head up this way and stop at the uh, Alien uh, the Alien gas station first as we run into Frank Matos. And as we're coming through Beatty, we run into who? We bump into who? Jason Wheeler and Russ Wolf. Yeah, Jason J- uh, Jason and Jared from Jared Ross from Wolf. Ross Wolf, yeah, Jared. Yeah, so hit, we run into those guys. We get to talking. They've got their little diesel uh, sprinter van that they're bringing up they're going to be uh next to us at Bugarama. so if you guys are there make sure you guys stop by and check out uh ross come Wolf say stuff. hello to ross wolf and to let's talk dope guys right so we continue on our trip it's getting close to lunchtime and uh what better a- place to stop than el capitan <laughs> and Tonopah, nevada well listen highly got the best highly burgers rated. in town listen, I'm, I real, you know I'm real susceptible <laughs> to marketing and as I'm coming through, I'm yelling at the backseat, Jason, find us some place to eat. You're not doing anything. And Jason says, hey, there's a pizza place up here. And I'm trying to pretend like I'm eating low carb. I don't know when the last time I ate a full day of low carb, but I started off every day with a low carb of this, and then it goes into full carb by noon. But today I kicked it off with a candy bar, I think. Um, well, you need the energy to, for the drive. Yeah. I mean, I got I to get psyched. Makes sense. I need my sugar levels up. So we end up, there's a big billboard that says the best burger in Hawthorne. And it might be. No, best burger in town. Well, I mean, it might be the only burger joint. So yep. as we look at it, it's a two and a half star. Mm. And I said, sounds good. <laughs> Wait until I get, get the Yelp. Right. So, George, would you break down how that meal went for us? Well, first we ordered two Diet Cokes and a water. The Diet Cokes showed up, and they were mm, fantastic. Pretty sure there's old water somewhere in that mix there. Yeah. So the lady goes, Which, you know we have Coke Zero, so me and Bill get excited. Like, oh, yeah, we'll take two Coke Zeros. Equally as disgusting as the Diet Cokes. Yeah, I just so, I was yeah. trying to figure out who whose dirty sock it was they stirred the yeah. the, the Coke with. Or maybe maybe a mouse died in the oh lines. Oh gosh, awful. And Dunkel made the brave decision to get a French dip. Well, it's uh, ha- it is Hawthorne, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I got the burger since it's the best in town, and uh, Bill got a salad because he's watching his girlish figure. You know me, bro. Conditioning, conditioning, discipline. How do you top off a candy bar? Get a salad for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice layer of greens on Send top of it. One well, good thing down, one bad thing down. Listen, it works out. If I die of a heart attack on this road trip, then my wife, when she's looking at surveillance, she's like, I don't understand. He's always eating salads. <laughs> and so, you know, there's no, there's this, just still this mystery. That if I'm, you die of a heart attack on dressing. this trip, it's yeah. going to cause a, we're going to drive off a cliff. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to really diagnose the heart attack. Listen, guys. It'll be a COVID death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. So... Tonight, uh, where we're headed to today, well, do we? What any other adventures? We oh, so before we get before we get to Hawthorne, right? When you start off a day like a road trip like this, you're off your routine a little bit, right? You know what I'm saying? 
and normally like you know you take your 9 a.m growler or whatever it is in the morning you got to use you know, your body's used to a, a rhythm well we're not uh we're out of our element george has got up earlier than he's ever been up in his life i think today and then <laughs> and then so we're all like man i gotta use the bathroom yeah i gotta use the bathroom too we've passed through tonopah and i think it was it was we're right out of right Mina. right out of Mina, nevada and uh i'm like in luck man i'm like i'm prairie dogging right now and here i see this <laughs> rest a, area a blue beautiful oh, yeah. blue sign that says rest area so i'm thinking like we are in good shape and sure enough as uh as we pull up i thought they might have been selling concert tickets because uh <laughs> there was a line outside of the uh the rest area there and uh there's a young hispanic gentleman some, some hefty it didn't look like a hispanic healthy gentleman. well and you know what gave me the sign like you know i'm not going after that guys he had his shirt pulled up and he was rubbing his belly in like a circular motion like he was just you know like you're doing calisthenics before you start the marathon yeah you want to loosen that stuff yeah. up to get it to flow yeah, yeah he, was, and he was letting everybody know what's about to go down yeah like, he was full loosening and i said I and am. he was next in line by the way and there were two more dudes after him so yeah maybe uh, he's posturing like you know like like an animal would do in the wild to right. kind of scare off another animal like like stalking his prey just waiting <laughs> to pounce on that seat so we decided you know what we're just going to push through to hawthorne so that's when we go to hawthorne overall lunch experience is fantastic i gotta El tell Capitan. you my mm. sandwich meat that was made at a factory that was put on top of some lettuce and some cheese that was sliced you can't go wrong I, i've never heard too many people get food poisoning by having a salad um so that's kind of my safe play what do you talk about spinach coli all kinds of coli uh, to come off salad listen, listen. <laughs> yeah it well, looked okay. fresh it smelled good it smelled good so we, it's probably the blue cheese dressing that'll get you in that yeah. situation. We decide to roll out a out a Hawthorne, and uh, by the way, the the trailer <clears throat> you can't even tell is logoed up and it's freshly logoed up because you can see the clean spots on the side of the trailer where we put some Let's Talk Dubs logos. <laughs> well, if you check out my feed, I posted uh, yeah. uh, the you guys putting it up this morning. And you check your feed is that tell me your uh, Instagram uh, the underscore Reverend underscore Dunk. So check out uh, Jason's Instagram. Instagram, and you'll see on his feed, uh, Let's Talk Doves getting it's got like laced. a thousand views already. Yeah, getting laced up and gotten a thousand views. Oh yeah! Look at you. Do you hashtag do you Marcus on there? Yeah, so I, I, that's why. If it was just me, I would get maybe three. Yeah, potential advertisers. You yeah. guys should know to pay close attention to Let's Talk Doves and the responses that you'll get. So, onward with the with the commercial there. Um, so we we're we're currently going through the mountains right now. Thought we'd do a little podcast as we're going, and we're headed to nice and safe, right? You know, yeah, we're headed to the crater, uh, Type Three Army, uh, one of the places here. I'm going to call it the uh, Sacramento uh, Sacramento Boys Club. I don't know if they got a name for this place we're headed to, but they're doing a get together tonight with a taco deal. So we're rolling straight into that. Uh, we're going to meet up with Justin from. Um, Volksfab. Volksfab, yeah. Justin from Volksfab. If you guys ever seen his work, he does some super dope work. Check out his Instagram on Volksfab. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys already follow him. But he does a lot of air suspension. He's got a sick red double cab that is just like turnkey. It's done. And we've got a friend of ours, one of George's uh, friends and clients down there in Vegas is seriously interested in this double cab. So we're doing a meetup and inspection tonight, kind of give it the once over. But... We're going to check that out. Going to do a little taco, little taco time action, and uh, hang out with the guys over there. A bunch of guys that listen to the podcast will be there, and uh, maybe some guys that don't. So 
Um, but with any luck, we could probably sell off all this meth we bought <laughs> in Mina. Listen, listen, it's the Mina meth. It's the best <laughs> yeah. of the best, man. So people travel far and wide for the Mina meth. I still don't know why it came out of a Drano bottle. Well, whatever, whatever. Just you got to keep shaking it, shake it like a like the the crushed peppers on your pizza Pizza Hut. <laughs> so, so in the in the trailer, what have we got in the trailer? So in the trailer, we talk, we heard a little bit a little while back. We did a podcast with Jason, and we did uh, we had Ron and Jason on there. Two different guys just buying some buses, right? Um, one guy bought Jason bought. He had his homeboy roll him up on a smooth deal on a nice little rust free walkthrough. Sixty five eleven window walkthrough. What color is it? Oh, yeah, keep following the description. Blue and white twenty three thirty two motor. Blue and white's not going to suffice for the VW crowd. They want to know what, what blue it is. What is it? What's Did it? you look up the original what color, color on your blue? bus? Uh, you know, Golf blue, I don't, I don't sea know. blue. Yeah, it's it? that that sea blue and uh, is the top and I don't know the, the darker, brighter blue. It's a, it's an over. They, they they it's a respray, but they paint it white over the like the blue, the seafoam blue. Is that original? Did you look up original colors on that thing? It's still post. It's on a behind the bulkhead. It has the original color tag. Oh, but it's on. original was blue. Yeah. I just don't know off the top of my head. It, but so, this is an Earl Shy mix-up, so yeah. it's a little yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a respring. So yeah. Dunkel and I, for the last three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, however long it's been. No, been, it's been – we bought that in February. Yeah, two months. So, so we've, months been, we've been cranking away on this, yeah. dude. We got a beam from Brian over at Type Motorsports. Let's talk to our sponsor. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, – His Easy Stop kit, which is – how do you Pretty like beefy. the Easy Stop kit? Pretty clean. Well, you know, we've I, got about ten got, miles on it yeah, so far. I got eight miles on the car, so I'm loving it so far, uh, bro. I guess what it, it stopped. stopped every time. So we're okay looking at one. my looking at my GPS, we've got about four hundred miles on it so far. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They stopped great. They stopped like a brand new Dodge. <laughs> hey, if you leak any brake fluid out there in that trailer, it's going to cause rust on that thing. If there's any it's rust on my trailer, rust. if there's any rust on my trailer when I get out there, you're responsible for it, Jason. <laughs> I'll give you the four hundred dollars for the trailer. <laughs> hey. So, well, that was just for the back door. <laughs> so, so you guys been thrashing on. So, so this was the bus that he bought. It was uh, here it in was town, backyard, yeah. backyard modded, and then you guys got it. What'd you guys do for this bus that's going to be at the booth tomorrow? What, what have you guys been doing? What, what's everything you guys did to it since you bought it? Seventeen-inch BRMs, uh, type Type B Motorsports four-inch narrowed beam, Type B Motorsports brakes. Old speed rear disc brakes, basically just the AC Industries or MV kit back there. Uh, we did the old speed drop plates in the rear. Old speed uh, mid mount. Old speed mid mount. Um, dressed up the engine. We used the, one of the uh, concept. I think it's concept one shrouds where it takes the Type Four oil cooler. Well, yeah, let's, did, talk, yeah, let's talk about that. Oil cooler. Let's talk about that for a second. That oil cooler that they got. They, they bought a fan shroud. So it's a fan shroud that comes with the velocity stack over the fan intake. It comes with a wider. Uh, uh, doghouse area designed for the Type 4 oil cooler, which has two additional rows of cooling in it. And it also comes with your three, or your, I'm sorry, your two pieces of tin that exit out of the rear breastplate. Really nice setup. A bit pricey, but in my opinion, worth it when you're getting extra cooling. It'd be like putting a four-core radiator on a, on a, on a card, you know, when you're... Well, when and you're it came from it up, Canada you know? in like three days, too, which yeah. was crazy. Like, and that was like during COVID. That's weird because we can't get lumber from Canada, but I guess we can get fan trouts. We can get them fan trouts. <laughs> and it but, actually is a nice-looking fan trout. It looks it as the original look, the the dips in the side, everything like that. So I really dig it. Well, maybe it's, I, a, it's I, a no-heater shroud. I have the side-by-side uh, -side, uh, picture of the motor when we pulled it out and what it looks like now. So Yeah, we'll, we'll post that up. Post it up on the blog. So, so this is a typical kind of purchase where you buy it and the dude, the, the, the cooter that you buy it from, he's like, hey, man. 
That's got a sand rail engine in it. Yeah, it's got a 2332. That's a 2655-92. And got, it is. It's a 2332. We measured out the stroke, so we know it's got the stroke in it. Obviously, we can't measure out the pistons, but we're just going to we're gonna go with it. We're going to say it's 2332. It's, it's got, I mean, it's got punch to it. Yeah, it's, got, it's got power. You guys didn't pop the heads off. It was kind of like a, it's running. Let's top end this thing, clean it up, yeah. put it in there. And so you guys did the, the CIP shroud. And then what other things do you do to it? I did change the valve springs. So I got a tool that you can compress the cylinder the combustion chamber with and then change the valve springs out because Why? It, it had stock springs on it. And, we and went, it's got uh, a 130, bro, 130 cam? Bro. Uh, it's C, like the equivalent C, of it. Yeah, it's at C35. I think a 120 if cam. If you're maybe. going traditional old school, bro, there's no need to put springs in there. Well, we went just single high revs. We didn't do dual springs. We just did a single high rev with a chromoly retainer and chromoly keepers just, just to give it some strength. You know, obviously when you have a more radical cam, a ramp angle you need to have a stronger spring to uh reduce float and whatnot so we did that to be preemptive turned out to be a lot more luckily we did that we actually dug into that after we tried to fire it up and it was all kinds of issues and problems with rockers shooting off and all this stuff no big deal but we got all that squared away um carburation left the carburation alone no it no, came it had 48 r it had 48 IDFs IDFs. on it yeah. We ripped those off, and I put a set of 40 Dells on there. The oh, thing has stock ports on it, and to put 48 <laughs> IDFs on it is ludicrous because you're never going to be able to flow them. It, you can well, feel the motor kind of run yeah, out. You gotta, I mean, you got to choke you got to choke them down quite a bit to yeah. make it work. And Weber's, let's just face it, are lame. Uh, stop with that, bro. I don't know, man. So are, were these Weber's or were they MP carbs? No, these are Weber's. No, they're they're OG. What we put on was a set. Can I have them? Um, Where yeah, are sure. We'll work like a deal to, out. I like to buy them from you. I'll it could go to my carb collection. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing anything with them, and I never will. So I wonder, would the 48 IDS bolt right onto my 48 IDA manifolds? Or are they different? Is it different? No, no, bolt no. Pattern? Very different. It's IDF. Like, you need an IDF manifold. It's, <laughs> but I have it, them. It looks just like a 40, like a 30, everything. like a whatever, you know, like a or 36. Because I love, I would, I, I would really love to do a test difference to see what the performance would be. Uh, quarter mile wise between IDAs and IDFs between IDAs and IDFs if you had 48s if you had two sets of manifolds and just swapped them over real quick and just saw the difference on a stock 1500 because yeah it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well on, on my 2650 in the, in the type 4 because as much as I love the, the look of the IDAs and all that stuff it's weird driving those driving with those on my crew cab that are a little bit a little bit uh, jerky um, but on the it might uh, also be the torque of that motor on, but all I mean. but on the the rag chop it's a lot it seems a lot smoother man i don't know if there's third hole progression uh, but there's also a lot of factors the down there's the camshaft i mean there's a, there are so many factors unless you know all the all the variables you really can't go off of that yeah so uh so, so mostly what you guys did with the bus was suspension big cleanup yeah suspension it, cleanup get because it had that it had that uh, South Carolina truck stance where the back sagged up and the front well, sprays yeah, Well, the they front. removed the entire leaf pack from the top or bottom. I can't remember which one, but they the removed top, the yeah. entire leaf pack out of it. But luckily, and it, it was, still didn't lower it. It was in the bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, it was a, it was a bad restoration, like, We also had old speed hookups. Like, we, we sent him a set of uh, spindles. He hooked up a flip set of spindles. So we we actually went through pretty much the everything whole, underneath the bus. The whole bottom, the yeah. end of it's new. Everything underneath is pretty much new. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. This It's kind of funny. We are not joking. We got 10 miles on it, and we're towing it up here. We left our most reliable VW back at the house, and we got two of them that are super questionable with us. Yeah, well, easy, dude. It's yeah. super questionable. Yeah, yeah, hey, bro, it's questionable, dude. The, I worked on those heads. The bull run, the, 
the bull run bus at your shop. So the most reliable bus of all buses is at I your shop. I don't know, dude. I don't know, bro. Really? That thing has a ran over bus two formerly, you, you, The you bus got, formerly known as the bull brain. run bus. I'm just going to come up with a is symbol like Is that 27 times bull run's been mentioned? That's twice. this episode? That, listen. Yeah. I'm going to come if up with a symbol. this was a drinking symbol. game, people would be dying yeah. of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. come up with a symbol that's the bus formerly known as the bull run bus. There you go. I'm going to use something a little bit akin to like what Prince did. And then, like, so I'll put some, I'll put some Fusili uh, flair on it for Ooh. sure. Something to look forward to, everybody. So that yeah. bus got that Hooray. bus got put together. Like, literally, you guys got it buttoned up the day before we left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my brother, in typical fashion, was like, "Hey, you know what? Not in typical let's, fashion, bro. <laughs> let's, months let's ago, swap this, let's swap this beam out real quick. Months we, ago, we, this happened on Tuesday. We dropped the bug <clears> off to start swapping beams." Months ago, I got a narr- I, I did a trade. So we're gonna talk. This segment's gonna be called bad trades. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did a trade. Uh, this guy's gonna be upset oh, because yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just tiptoeing out with a 40 foot trailer. He'll be all right. In a roundabout. In yeah. a roundabout. In a so Bill had a set of black fuchs. Came off his square back. Yeah. And our buddy Steve was like, don't hey, bro. Want, don't nobody want black fuchs. But he was like, he's like, hey, dude, I got something I'll trade you for. It's a narrowed beam. So we actually needed a narrowed beam for the rag job. Like we had to have one. But we needed an actual narrowed yeah, beam. Yeah, we actually needed a narrowed beam. This thing was like we It's we, narrowed. It's we, old, old school narrowed like a, a half but, inch but or one inch. The, <laughs> the, the, the factor that we added the disc brake kit to it, which widens the track a touch, this didn't was help our situation. This out. was my math on it. Currently, with the select the drop front end, the bug, uh, the rag chop had like a nice, and I'm just, I'm just like a guy, like a, I like a flush fit tire look, right? So it was like a nice full, full fender and when we've got the beam as one inch narrow on each side the disc brake kit adds five eighths talking to russell and so i said okay one eighth i got my pencil out and i got a calculator and i said one inch minus five eighths equals three eighths right and then i thought i will gain net three eighths inch narrowed well as soon as i got the car back george drove it to my house and i drove it around the block and all i could smell was burning rubber i weigh like five or six pounds more than george and maybe 15 whatever and I got in. The, I got in the car, and what happened? So this is what I believe happened. Two factors at play. Richard the, screwed the, you. The, no, no, <laughs> Richard. No, that's my theory. It's not Richard's fault. I should have. I should have looked at it. But at any rate, um, we had uh, with the selected drop front end. It takes all the torsions. I think it has one. I think it essentially breaks loose one torsion, and you adjust the ride height with that. And it does like this kind of twist twist fashion where it ma- mechanically rotates the torsion beams down right so, so can i guess your theory so are you, are you thinking that i put more preload on the spring and it no, wasn't as loose no, no what i'm thinking is when you actually put drop spindles on the car and you have the yeah, stock spring tension you, you have more suspension and that's why it was rubbing yeah and so now it was rubbing i mean it Hard. wouldn't rub as long Every as break. you were on the throttle which i have no problem doing but at some point you gotta stop yeah we did that and so George took it down Georgia shop. So Bill reached out to Brian, type B Motorsports, grabbed that beam. Right. Brian sent him a beam for it. Um, I took a second set of trailing arms, and we sent those off and got them gloss black powder coated so we could just really knock this thing out in one fell swoop. Bill was going to bring the car. I was going to do a beam swap on it, and I said, you know what, let me get ahead of the curve here. I grabbed one of my stock beams from out back, narrowed the spring. So when Bill showed up, it literally was just a beam swap at that point. Well, yeah, know, and then Bill, Bill runs a business, you know. He's kind of busy, and business then ended up, me. 
He he ended up uh, showing up about the time it was time to put the shocks on. I think it was the shock. Bro, shocks and help me with bro, the tape measure alignment. Stopped, listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, guys. I had to put on a face shield. I was in there with the grinder, bro. I was, I was all up. It might as well have been Jesse James forging a pistol out of Damascus. Definitely, steel, it was really dude. similar. I had to cut Super the shroud similar. off. The, the dust covers off the shock. The whole it's the whole thing. I mean, I got at least eight, nine, fifteen minutes committed to this thing. So. We changed the front beam. Yeah, you so did a solid 15 minutes, and then you went to, so like, uh, the beam actually, movie or something, right? <laughs> yeah, you had to leave. I, I, I got to go, guys. Cool, man. I got uh, appointments. Bro. I got to beat a sweat. I got to get out of here. No, hey, no, 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 no. You guys forget. He tore apart his door first to make the car immobile to where it can't shut and hold its door and said, hey, dude, you got that, right, George? I got to go. Peace, I got to go. I didn't. Ha- I did not have to go to a movie that night. I went to the movie the next night. Oh, I had a meeting. It. I had a meeting at 4 p.m. Yeah, you had a meeting at Denny's. So, <laughs> listen, don't fool with the Grand Slam because George is rolling up moons, in there looking bro. for the moons over my hands. That's what we go for, moons. So, so then, then I got the pleasure of the next day taking a door check rod that had been oh, back sorry, it up. a door mesh. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I go out there at the shop. We've got a bunch of cars we bought at a junkyard a couple years ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to swap this out real quick. This... I don't have interior door mechs to open up the door. And since the 1984 door solenoids were never replaced, and then a guy took a shoelace, wrapped it around the prop rod, and ran it under the door pan, I thought, you know, bro, that's not even up to Bill T standard. So I thought, you know, I'm going I'm to replace the bootlace. Yeah, I'm going to read. I'm going to read. I would <laughs> use a shoe real lace. leather. Come on. Real leather. And so I ended up. Uh, going to the side junkyard and i thought oh i'll find uh i'll find some stuff here that's no problem so i go out there and of course everything's got a little bit of uh, nature's loctite on it and i go out there i spent about 15 or 20 minutes meanwhile i've got some place to be so the pressure's built up and i'm like i wrestled the original mech out of there after like 20 minutes and then i realize it's a and i keep going to 64 and earlier doors because it's a chop top and i'm not paying attention to the fact that it's a 65 and a 65, I believe, from what we've seen, is different than a 64 and different than a 66, 60, different than a 66, 67, for sure different than a 67. So it may be 65, 66 is like a, a two-year only uh, door mech. Yeah. So after about 30, 40 minutes of mess with this thing, I've got to get to my meeting. So I just kind of get super frustrated. And I got a door that won't shut. And He so was I, coming to pick the car. I got to leave. Way. So George T to the rescue again. Uh, so the next day I get to Fabit. I had cut, weld, make everything happen, and now it actually has an interior door handle that functions. Yeah, Ta-da. So in case there's a fire, you can actually get out of the car because I'm not fitting through the window hole. No. It's, it's a chop, hazard. Chop top. Chop top. So, any rate, we get the bug. Uh, we get the bug to where it's dialed in enough to drive it without smelling burning rubber. My shifter shows up from Jeanberg. Right, Joe. And... Uh, it's got a rag chop engraved in the shifter, and then I, I forgot. Like I was, so the car is called Chop Rod in the feature, and then I I like saying rag chop, so I. Bill's I, a little dyslexic sometimes. Well, in the feature, it's called Chop Rod, and now what, in the, what's the plate say? It's chop, rag, it's chop. rag chop. Everything's but rag Bill chop. But Bill made that plate. Rag bro. chop. Rag rag chop. Rag chop. chop rag? rag. So chop. now that its name is Rag Chop. Its name is Rag Chop. So, so we got that engraved in the shifter. This is Rag Chop. 1.0 so now we got the bug loaded up bugs good to go um 
She needs still needs a little bit of detail. And I still need to do a lot of work. A little detail. She needs a little fine tuning. I'm going to get her back. She to, runs a little hot. I'm going to get her back to her heyday uh, by, you know, by the end of this year. But my problem is I just keep taking on extra projects, and I was hoping this car was like something I get back and I polish it. But I'd really like to do, uh, I'd really like to do a system in it, and I'm going to reach out to the guys at uh, Fi Audio because they're in Vegas. So I'm going to go reach out to those guys. I also want to do a podcast with that guy. He's a VW enthusiast. I think the guy's name is Scott that runs the place. And uh, another a mutual friend of ours, Shane, knows him. And I thought, you know what? Let me go over there. I'd like to put American-made product in that car. I reached out to Rockford Fosgate to see if they would re-sponsor the thing and send me some equipment. And I didn't get very much response to them. I pulled every string that I had. People Are they still I knew in business? New people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, whatever. They don't want to, you know. They don't it wanna, is what it is. Yeah, they don't want to help out. They don't want to help out. So I'd rather um, support local. So I'm going to go to this Fi Audio, get some tens in there, see what I can do about getting as much uh, American-made audio equipment in there as I can, and uh, get the thing back to bumping. So that's what it deserves. The 80s car has got to have some bumps in it. Right now, she's not got bumps. But uh, so We, we got, should work on door handles and window cranks bro, for us and window scrapers. Ah. I got one door handle, dude. Check. We're good. Yeah, everything I did on, on Thursday, I got to redo on the passenger side now. So it actually has interior door handles to hey, get but out. At least you have a blueprint. Yeah, I know what yeah. to do now. It'll be so, a little quicker. So now we have, uh, so that gets us up to where we're at, and we want to talk about a couple other things that are going on here. So a couple other things that are happening right now. The new, I've received some pictures just recently as we're driving up here to Sacramento Buggerama. I've received some pictures of the new VW trends that came out. I hope some of you guys got your copies. Uh, I haven't got mine. And I saw the feature that's in there and that everybody's going to be seeing shortly. George, you want to talk about it? It's a quick sand bus. Pretty stoked on it. 66 13 winter deluxe that we just finished at the shop. So it's got a nice, nice, uh, not center full, but two page spread in the first one when you see it. Beautiful picture done by Alex from Flatboard Media. It is Shout pretty, out to Alex. It is pretty dope. And it was, uh, it was a clandestine operation that I would just ask Alex to shoot some photos and he didn't know what he was shooting it for. And uh, so we ended up uh, getting those photos submitted to the new VW Trans. So when you guys get your new issue of VW Trans, that's right. The wagon is on full display. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you guys see the feature, it's dope because there's, it definitely screams Vegas when you see it. So for sure, I think uh, I'm excited for you guys to get it. Um, the cover that we've seen so far, uh, it's got uh, Shannon Ray on the cover. And that's pretty rad because she was, uh, Old she was a trends she's a model, a trends model from back in the day, and still looks great. I haven't got my copy way. yet, so I haven't got a chance to go through it. But I hear from a lot of people that it's uh, that have actually got their copy that it's a real heavy magazine, high quality paper, and my understanding is that there's eight features in this, two tech articles and eight features and we, you know one of the things i've always thought about with magazines is they really should you know everything comes down to cost but magazines really should have a few features in them and usually they have two like three or four but they should really have a half dozen features or more because there's a ton of cars out there to show and i think if you're able to show a, a wide spectrum of what's out there in the scene there's there's plenty of room but you know again it comes down to cost and production of the magazine and whatnot but i i that's what i've heard so far about it and i kind of like it yeah for sure i was very stoked when alex sent me that picture yeah it looks uh it looks pretty good that bus is that bus is a dope bus if you guys haven't chance haven't had a chance to see that bus 
you got to check that bus out in person. It's a super nice bus. We were going to try and actually get up here to Bogorama, but the the owners he's just opening a new business and he's having a house built. He's, he was just a little too full of uh, projects of his own. To, I mean, to some people got there. their priorities backwards. Yeah. I mean, the bus needs to be on display up here at Bogorama. It's still two now, days if you away. Get a chance to see that bus in person. You just get look at all the little details that you might not even notice in the magazine. Yeah, it's super. It's super slick. So it's, the attention to detail is awesome. The bus in person is amazing. Uh, George, anything else you want to touch on about Beat uh, Up Trans Magazine before we move to the next thing? Just stoked to be in the first issue. That's just super cool. Like we've we've known about it obviously running in the background for a bit that it was going to take place, but to actually really be in the first issue because with magazines there's they can't make promises to you. Like oh you're going to be in, like. You submit the pictures, it may make it, it may not, because I'm sure my bus or the bus that we built was not the only thing submitted. So super stoked on that. Very happy about it. Well, and it's good that it's back, too. Uh, you know, have a little bit of variety. Yeah. You have to see a magazine with a cowlick bug on the cover every every month. <laughs> and this one's got a cowlick bug on it. <laughs> this one has a cowlick bug on the cover. Well, you, you know. know. I, yeah, listen, I you got to ask me. Maybe next month. Yeah, ask me. I'll give you my opinion. But, you know, hey, some people don't like opinions. I can't but, read, so I just look. Uh, look yeah, for he pictures. Just like, Ooh, pictures. And something else that you wanted to bring up was the. Uh, uh, so Rodbuster, Rod yeah, Rodbuster. Chris Addington's Rodbuster's up for sale, and there was a bunch of. I, I saw a bunch of people make some posts and comments about that. There's a lot of stuff from the '80s that's obviously bumping up, and originally he had it for sale for a couple hundred thousand bucks, and by no means is is it. Uh, out of line for him to ask that much money for the car, but you also have to remember you've got to match the car up with the buyers and whatnot. So that car came back out at a huge price reduction of $125,000 for Rod Buster, the Gia, which I think if someone knows what they're buying, they know that they're buying A, a huge piece of history, B, a car that really devastated the, um, the ISCA uh, show circuit because it was a purpose-built car. Like well, that's one of those built I, out of the rule book, basically. Right. Yeah. I I sat down with Chris Addington because I want to know. Like, I didn't know what possessed a guy to build a car like this. And when we sat on the interview, if you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, go back to the catalog and find the podcast interview with Chris Addington who built Rodbuster. Um, he took the rule book from the ISCA, International Show Car Association, and followed. The, what, how they judged the car to the maximum level. So it was degree of difficulty, amount of detail, and functionality. So the motor that's actually in it. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's a waste of money for a car. You can't even drive it. You can't even this. That car runs, drives. Uh, it has to. Um, they, you don't have to drive it far, but it has to start, run, and drive. But, you know, it, the twin superchargers work on a fuel injection. And this is all stuff that was built back in the, in the 80s. So Is it mechanical injection on that? Uh, or no, actually it's, electronic, it's electronic fuel injection. injection. But I, and so my take on it is at $125,000, I believe someone, there is a buyer at that, on that car. And uh, anybody who buys it is literally buying a work of art. I mean, that car is It's phenomenal. almost more of a work of art than a car. Yeah. It's, you know, because of the chassis on it is completely machined. It, it's not a VW chassis anymore. It's completely custom. So I, I would say they're buying a piece of art. Yeah. There's no, there's no question that, uh, that they're getting a, a really, you're you're stealing that car at $125,000 no matter how you shake it. And if you're a guy that's got a car collection, you're looking for like the crowning jewel of your collection, in my opinion, if, if you've got a huge collection, that's the crowning jewel for your collection, honestly. 
Um, so good luck with that sale. I hope he gets it sold. Um, we talked to uh, Frenchy earlier this week. He still has the 66 bug that he was asking 65,000 for, but had a good podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and check that one out with uh, Frenchy DeHu out of. Uh, DeHu? Yeah, exactly. DeHu. <laughs> Who? Out of Arizona. He's got that 66, I think it's Bahama Blue bug, and uh, that's up for sale. So when you see prices are pushing, uh, and especially now with the uh, economy right now, seeing a lot of inflation and the dollar going slightly down in value, prices are rising. I think tangible yeah. things like that are going to continue to keep going up. So if lumber we'll went up 100 and some odd percent, why wouldn't cars? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we're going to talk about supply and demand issues, but there's a lot of factors that. This is this an economic show. This is an investment show. This uh, is an investment show. Did, so did, we'll I tune, did I tune into the wrong we'll podcast? We'll save that for Let's Talk Dubs Investment Hour because one day I'll do it with you guys, and I'll teach you my method, which is peak and pounce, and you wait for the market to peak and then you pounce. And then you ride it all the way down. You buy so, high and sell low. That's right. I can yeah. teach you guys the methods of financial ninja wizardry. So um, I think that's uh, I think that's it. What else we got? What else we got to cover? We're we're still getting closer. We're, we're coming through Tahoe right now. Yeah, I mean, why stop now? We we just got through the sketchy part of the mountains. Like now right. we're on we're, now we're yeah, on safe roads. This whole time yeah. we've been <laughs> recording this podcast, Twist I've been driving, turn. hauling a forty foot trailer with the with, with the with the Dodge Ram with the big Ram. And uh, uh, 21 window. Oh, yeah. 20, yeah 20, nice 21 window bus there as you drive through. Was a strawberry on the side? Yeah. And just drove through Tahoe, saw a little 21 window on the side of the road. But, yeah, we, uh, we've been winding through the mountains as we're recording this podcast. So I thought, we were, I thought it was Keeping a straight it shot. I thought it was a straight shot. But, yeah. you know, hey, it's illegal to talk on your phone and drive. They yeah, said but nothing about podcasts. Yeah, they didn't say nothing yeah. about recording a podcast, so back <laughs> it up. So excited to be coming up to Bugarama. Hopefully we'll see a bunch of you guys out there. This is going to be a raw, unedited uncut uh, podcast shot out there tonight as soon as i get to where i can plug in and get this baby launched out there we'll get it launched out to you so um with uh anything uh no there's no shout outs this week guys because i don't have my phone in front of me with all the info for people to give shout there, outs to. there are shout outs shout outs oh. to everybody that listens to this podcast That's and downloads right. it you guys are the best yeah there you go there's your shout out yeah yeah if you download this podcast you're a winner Look at your friend that didn't download it and let him know he's a loser. You're Punch really him. He doesn't want to be a loser. He needs to download the podcast. If you really want to be a winner, do yourself a favor. Subscribe to this podcast. Go and write a review. Give it a five-star review. Tell him how much you love Let's Talk Dubs. And let's get that done before this weekend's over. That's right. And check out our YouTube channel, uh, Let's Talk Dubs. YouTube channel has a bunch of video content on there. And I'm trying to add more every month. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. You can follow. Check out the blog. Yeah, check out the blog. A lot of times when I get an opportunity uh, on the blog page, I will have a lot of detailed pictures um, and other content that we talk about, maybe photographs or videos we might discuss. So excited to be headed to Bugaram. I hope to see a bunch of you guys out there. Anything else? Anything you want to throw out there, Jason? Uh, drink Tang. It's for astronauts. That's right. You know the best thing about being an astronaut? What's, What's that? that? You get all the tang you want. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys at Bugarama uh, for Let's Talk Dubs, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around.